0: Morning. Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Good night, standing by.
1: You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, Fuzzball. Your source for entertainment
0: reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This
1: is it.
0: Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen. I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Now we've been kind of enjoying a nice summer break, but uh, an extended summer break.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is going to come to an end pretty quick. We are just one month away from the Mandalorian, guys. Ah, that's looking forward to this one. I can't wait. So cool! As usual, before
0: we can talk about you know the little trailer thing, I guess that came out. uh, William, you want to take us through a couple of announcements and news?
2: Yeah, a couple of minor things. Um, first being, it looks like uh, uh, Tony Gilroy has actually stepped down from directing the Cassian Andor series. He will still be uh, the showrunner run- show and the executive producer. So he's not you know going that far, but he will no longer be uh, directing the series. And instead, he will be replaced by Toby Haynes. Apparently, um, Tony Gilroy lives in New York and was, uh, uh, due to COVID-19, uh, didn't think travel to London was the, uh, the best decision for him right now. But, um, but Toby Haynes lives there. He of course is known for like Black Mirror, Sherlock, Doctor Who, and a bunch of other series, pretty well-respected director. So it'd be interesting to see what he does with, uh, with Cassian Andor. I'm very excited for this series. Oh, yeah. so am I.
1: I'm really uh-huh. looking forward to this one.
2: I love a good spy show and a spy series in Star Wars. Sign me up.
1: Well, especially when it's promising not going to be taking sure. so promising. It's going to take a story that we would love to know more about. Give us more of the Cassian and or back series. Give us more of the actual rebel rebel faction that's starting to build at this point in time. That's what I'm looking forward to.
2: Yep. Yep. Also, uh, we've got uh, Mando Mondays happening now. These every every Monday Star Wars dot com is putting up some new uh, merch from the Mandalorian, which is pretty cool. To see, uh, it's neat how they're making it into like an extended event. And I think it'll run all the way through the end of the year. Uh, oh, that's, so, a yeah, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. You can tell like the Mandalorian is it's big. Actually, speaking of big, uh, I can't believe we didn't have this on our uh, our agenda. But congratulations to the Mandalorian. Um, that's correct. They uh, uh, they took home the series took home seven Emmy awards. That's amazing. That's really cool. Um, for Star Wars.com, for Star Wars first live action television series, it's amazing to see this this rec- recondition. Uh they they took home outstanding music composition for a series, uh specifically uh Chapter 8 Redemption which Ludwig Göransson won hun- totally well well deserved. Like the music is just fantastic. I still have it on repeat. Um and uh, uh you know, my fiance loves to achieve and will hum hum the music so you know you know it's good uh they also got outstanding stunt coordination for a drama series uh limited series or for a drama series limited series or movie uh outstanding cinematography for a single camera series half hour outstanding production design for a narrative program half hour outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series half hour uh, and Uh, outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or drama series half hour they also got outstanding special effects uh as well so so basically uh music stunts cinematography production design sound editing sound mixing and visual
0: effects
1: that's that's a that's a really good Roundup of awards right there. Yeah, they they did. They oh, deserve it, especially, especially for the effects and especially how they were able to pull off that new effect using basically big screens. Oh, yeah. For actual, actual locations. Yeah. Like they deserved have,
2: it. The, the, that episode of Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian is highly yeah. recommended. It's just really, really cool. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you look across it, like they basically got nominated for, let's see, uh, chapter eight, chapter seven, the whole series in general, Chapter one, chapter one, chapter two, chapter two. So like they, a good half of the episodes were nominated for one award or another, uh, and they actually won seven of the fifteen they were nominated for. It's pretty good, uh, pretty good ratio there. Also, uh, most
0: impressive. I, I heard. Very good I, one.
2: I don't know. Uh, I, I heard rumblings that, in fact, for um, uh, they were also on. They were they were nominated for outstanding series, and I'd heard rumblings that like even Lucasfilm was surprised by that because they didn't go, uh, tr- you know, they didn't go around asking people to vote for them as as is typically done, and mm-hmm. uh, they still were nominated for outstanding drama series. So even even they didn't win it, but they were still the fact that they were still nominated is is pretty great for for this, and um, actually Star Wars. Uh, Resistance uh, was nominated as well, so uh, and they were it was re- and received uh, a nomination for outstanding children's program. So no, that's cool. Disney Plus and uh, Disney in general, Lucasfilm are just uh, got to be pretty happy with their their first original series for Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So huge, yeah, I con-
0: expect so. Yeah, yeah,
2: huge congratulations to uh, the entire cast and crew over there Uh, and now we turn our attention to the Mandalorian season 2 which drops September uh, October 30th coming up I'm excited there
0: William for a moment with that September I know three
1: three days were were you trying to say something (laughs) did you have information or
2: something just kidding I think I was secretly hoping that it came a month
0: earlier
1: Uh, I think we're all hoping
0: look if anyone at Lucasfilm is listening I will gladly say if you want to drop it now i i will take the sacrifice and the blame of an early release and you know we'll just we'll have to suffer through it early you know (laughs) it's just it's okay mistakes happen
2: i wish why not i wish but no we still we have a trailer though we got a trailer this actually came out uh about two weeks ago so it's a little bit uh it's not the the latest breaking news but we we still wanted to bring you an episode diving in and and discussing it before we start talking about our, our, our speculation shit. Shall we roll the trailer? Why not? Let's do it. Okay. Here it is. The trailer for the Mandalorian season two.
1: A pretty beat-up ship.
2: It's very damaged. The reason Show me the one whose safety deemed such destruction. You must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The songs of Eon's past. Tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi.
1: You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. for a child. Okay, so at the oh, end of yeah. the trailer, did you guys expect to have just, like, one little itty-bitty tag or something else put at the end other than just the Disney Plus logo?
0: No. I mean, I, uh, I'm actually... Yeah. Steven? Hey. I was going to say, I'm actually not surprised. It's... To me, I this was such a... Uh, a mand- It was such a trailer for The Mandalorian, you know? It really... Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. And it was it was it was understated in the way that The Mandalorian was for its entire first season. It mm-hmm. focuses more on showing than telling. It is uh emblem it just it fit. And so I, I am not surprised by the lack of it kind of stinger at the end. I thought it worked it, just fine as
1: is. And, and and right now I'd have to agree with that because I guess it had its one comedy bit with the child inside its its little egg. I don't think now that I think about it, putting a, a stinger at the end or a tag at the end, you really don't want that comedy bit out of it because it would have been way out of the Mandalorian theme if that were at the end. So I, I, I completely agree. Yeah.
0: I, I laugh because I do appreciate the bit with the child at the end, because it very much was a nod to, hey, Oh, we now know that this is really popular and we can, we we can write to it intentionally versus before I think where they, you know, obviously we're trying to keep the child out of it to prevent breaks right. or things like that. Right.
2: Right. They're definitely leaning in hard now, but uh, that's going
1: to be the question going into the, this next season. How hard are they going to lead into it? Because yes, he's very popular, but you just don't want to kill a very cool momentum of a character by going too overboard with it.
2: Right. I, I don't think they will. Honestly, knowing, knowing them, well, knowing Favreau
1: and Filoni, especially Filoni, I don't think so.
2: Right, I, I I don't think so. But still, uh, there's just ah so much. Okay, so let's talk. Let's get the the big the big thing out of the way first. The Armorer is back.
1: And Thank goodness. It. But wait a minute, is she or is it just a voiceover? Will we ever see her? Because was that actual dialogue from the first season? That's the thing.
2: Uh, it's it's not. It's not dialogue from. I don't think it was dialogue from the first season. Uh, okay. So, I think she's back. I, I, you know, we we didn't see her die.
1: No, she, no, we didn't. We, so we like, her, I do think your, she's back, and it kind of
2: ties in more with the rest of the Mandalorian culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, and she says that that um, Din Jaren must the Mandalorian must his job is to reunite. The child with its own kind uh, and that you know, the, Din has to f- determine where the family is and mm-hmm. then I think the coolest part, they talk about a uh, reference, the these old battles and the rivalry between the Mandalorians and a sorcerer race called Jedi mm-hmm. ooh
0: it's sounding great uh, that, that man, there's just... really nothing not to like in there
1: no, no. And I also appreciate to where they're not she's not saying go find the actual race of the child. She's saying find basically the race of Jedi. So I hope they still keep the um, the the species of the child. Just let it be the way it is. I don't want to know. Just reunite it with the jedi and let it be yeah which is basically what we had theorized uh after this
2: the season finale uh, mm. almost a year ago we were, we were we were wondering what does family mean right does it mean race right. literal family his parents or the jedi and it sounds like they're going in with the jedi
1: which makes to me right now total sense that's the way it should be
2: yeah speaking of the jedi did you guys notice that snow
1: planet near the end of the episode? Yeah. What, what, okay, that 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 I think is something that's been going around, and I'm kind of like, is it? Because they did say this season or somewhere within the Mandalorian, it's going to start tying everything into the First Order. Mm. So that is a thing to where is that going to be the planet Ilum? Is that where they will ultimately make <sighs> a new planet killer? um go ahead steven you had a big sigh what do you think uh,
0: no that's uh i i hadn't so maybe i've just been out of loop this this is the first i've heard of this um okay. it's interesting but i kind of buy it like it we know that ilum has uh a certain amount of importance to the jedi it always has mm-hmm. Um, and so if you were hunting down the jedi it makes a lot of sense that that is the place yep. that you would go So even not knowing a lot, I buy it.
2: Especially if Coruscant's off, you know. Coruscant's now Imperial Center. That's off limits. The Jedi aren't are not there. Illum? What do you? I mean, I'm sure there's a strong Imperial Center. (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes, yes. I know you. Um, The, uh, but. While I'm sure the Empire has a very strong, or used to have a very strong presence on, on Elm. and I guess by this point, uh, Coruscant may have been retaken. I actually don't know. Do we know if when the Mandalorian takes place, they uh, took that uh, Coruscant yet?
0: But I like, guess that's true. I kind of assumed they had, but I guess they're, that's purely uh, speculation on my part.
1: Yeah, I, I get, I get this feeling, and I can't remember if it was one of the. Older books, or one of the newer books in which they did mention that um, uh, Palpatine's Second-in-Command was still on a Coruscant, and it didn't sound like Coruscant gave in. Coruscant was still one of the last holdouts. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember, with all the books that have been out there, I just remember that being mentioned, but I don't remember it ever being actual, the, the Republic actually went to Coruscant and did a full-on take
2: over. We know they eventually get it. I just don't know if at this point do right. have they have they reclaimed Coruscant or not. Either way, you know, the Jedi are, are gone. Uh, but Ilum, I think, would be a natural place to go look for traces of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, given that a lot of the Jedi temples have been already been destroyed, as we saw in Rebels, or excavated. Um, I don't know. Ilum makes a lot of sense, and it can for people who have not played Jedi Fallen Order, they can start to get a sense of, you know, how Ilum eventually will become uh, Starkiller base, which I think actually will still be a shock for, well, I mean, uh, I guess Ilum, you have to have some level of knowledge to know about Ilum in general. So maybe it's not that much of a shock, but, um, but you know, even fancy, yeah, who 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 know of Ilum and haven't played Jedi Fallen Order and aren't up on all the latest uh, uh, happenings in the Star Wars galaxy, I think it'll be a surprise, and so it makes sense. It makes
1: sense. No, it makes sense. You
0: know. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I, yeah. We also see. I, I'm assuming that's Tatooine again. It's. I'm almost positive Ball, right? the Tusken Raider. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah that's a, I guess that's a pretty pretty strong signal at least. Um, I'm curious to see why, what brings us back to Tatooine? We know there's the, the mysterious figure. That's gotta be it. That we saw there last time, last time. Do
1: we think that's sufficient? that's, that's the other thing that's the rumor that, you know, we, we hate playing rumors, but you know, supposedly somebody found Tamara Morrison's, uh, screen credits in Australia and it's listed as being part of Mandalorian. And then somebody supposedly also took a screen grab of the back of the speeder bike the Mandalorian was actually riding. And it's kind of very blurry, but people think that's Boba Fett's jetpack on the back. It's it's all it's all wow. total speculation because also my son keeps screaming that from the first season when you hear and you see the feet walking and you hear the the clanking of like spurs, he's like, Oh my god, it's Boba Fett. So, you know, it's it's all speculation, but that would kind of make sense. It going back to Tatooine. I, yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, it's all like I do think all... it's
2: it's tied to whoever was standing over Fennec Shan's body. We don't know yes. for sure. Uh, as you said, you know, there are lots of rumors. We don't know what's true and what's not. Um, but I, they have to return to, t- to Tatooine in, in some mm-hmm. way and, and finish off that, that story. Uh, so Tatooine, of course is, is a familiar site, but we actually saw some pretty unfamiliar, uh, visuals as well for Star Wars, specifically a boat and a dock. That's not something we, we've seen in Star Wars that often, actually, uh, especially that type of boat. Like we've seen, you know, Anakin and Padme taking a little boat to, you know, the lake house and stuff, but, not not on that level not like a, a full-on ship you know a sailing ship uh, you know and they're clearly out in the middle of the the ocean it looks like what do you guys think of that it's very uh unique and, and kind of refreshing in some ways very new
0: it it just fits to me I guess is what I would say it <laughs> Similarly, to like the actually, I think it was the first couple of episodes of The Mandalorian season one where he's taking the little speeder to and from town. Mm -hmm. It just to me, the boat speaks to he's part of this journey. He lands on, you know, some water planet. We don't know which yet. Uh, And that's just part of how they would get around there. Like, if you've got a ton of water, having a boat would make sense. And he's just kind of going on that kind of, I mean, old Western style adventure where he he rides into town and accomplish like on this. I don't know on his journey and continues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just it it felt right to me and I liked um it kind of echoed like the hammerhead ships a little bit to me which I thought helped make it fit very nicely within the kind of Star Wars visual dictionary if you will.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's also a different environment that we're used to. A different vehicle we're normally we're used to. We're not always getting speeders, we're not always getting, you know, speeder bikes. This is the first time we've probably seen a sailing "quote unquote" ship, other than probably animation. But that was a pirate ship that was in resistance. So, but that was still pretty cool. I, I, I like the feel of it. It's going to be very interesting to see how it's going to work within this story. Why he's there? Um, I have my theories of what planet it's on, but you know, we'll see what happens.
2: So, yeah, Tom, what's what's your theory?
1: Uh, I think it's Moncal. Mm. I, I really do, because it, it's all the Aqualish that are there. You know you, you mm. you're seeing them all over the docks. Um, you know, my 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 son and I go back and forth. He says it's Camino. I say, you know, Camino does kind of make sense, but I think in this case, because it's not so stormy, although in in Clone Wars, you don't see it stormy a lot, but I just I have a feeling it it's gonna be Camino. I'm sorry. Um, Mancala. Moncala, sorry.
0: Moncala or Dak Yeah, Mon-cala. Or I what the official name is now.
1: Yeah. yeah, that that's the thing.
2: I could I could see it, especially because Dave Filoni featured Moncala in um, uh, in the Clone Wars. I could yep. definitely see it appearing in in the Mandalorian. Not that Dave Filoni will only stick to what he's done before, but I, I mm. you know, it's a, it's I would say it's his area now. You know, his area of yeah. expertise, one of his things he can draw
1: on yeah Yeah, and he's already drawn upon he's already drawn upon he's brought the lothcat into live action which Mm -hmm. was really cool so i can see him pulling things now so he did the same thing when it came to clone um star wars rebels he was pulling stuff from the clone wars i can see him now pulling stuff into hopefully he'll go like to the expanded universe and pull some stuff from there but you know bring some of that stuff into the mandalorian
0: uh, speaking of pulling things in, the that next shot of the trailer with the razor crests flanked on either side by two classic X-wings Ooh, that just yes, I can't describe how much that feeds my soul. <laughs> Both in the, it's so clearly a practical effect, and it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Just it just makes me so happy.
1: Well, to the see fact that.
2: they're in the middle of the clouds and everything—it's just visually very well uh, put together.
1: Yeah. yeah, and very exciting. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the chase the chase part of it was really, really fun to watch.
2: Yeah, we also got some of the folded uh, TIE fighters that we, we saw at the end with the, the Moff Gideon flu.
1: That's uh, actually pretty cool to see them that way because we've normally seen them when you look at um, Resistance and, I'm sorry, Rebels. When they land, their, their solar panels or the panels, just they land on their panels. Now you see them folded. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it is very cool. Uh, I was actually surprised we didn't get a whole lot of glimpses of, aside from we saw lots of the Mandalorian, lots of the Child, uh, as is to be expected. Um, Not a lot of, like, uh, Cara Dune and, and, and um, Grief Karga. Very, very brief shots, like one shot each. Uh, And we didn't see any of Moff Gideon. We saw the... Uh, we saw the Tie Fighters. We saw Speeder Bike Troopers. We saw um, a really cool shot of a Imperial hallway, mm-hmm. but not a lot. Like no, no Dark Saber. Yeah, uh,
0: no hints uh, of. It doesn't surprise me. They Mandalorian has played it close to the chest from the beginning, and I don't just because they had a really good first season. I don't. I don't expect that to change. I agree. Oh,
2: and I actually, I, I think it was done well. I just think it was. It, it's a, it was a little bit unexpected, um, right. and I, I'm of glad course. that they're not playing all their cards right away. You know, really, the most detail we got was some sort of uh, scene in a, in a fight ring. That's really the most time they spent in the trailer. Um, you know, everything else
1: was just little glimpses here and here and there. Can can, can we talk about that fight scene? I mean, what? Wait. Go ahead. No, go which, ahead. I, I was gonna I, say, which
0: I, part? The fact that he's clearly going to like a fight ring or what comes after?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I think it's what comes after because I agree, William. They spent a lot of time in that bit. But during that thing, they set up the fight thing. But then they showed all these other little mm-hmm. snippets during that whole dialogue of him being within this, this, let's say, fighter ring, even though he's not the ring, but he's in the fighter arena. There you go. And then they just cut right back to it and just they do that that really quick black. Everything just goes black and you hear, you see nothing but you hear all the stuff going on. I mean, talk about a trailer. It was well done for a trailer
2: and it matches the yes. Mandalorian's style. Yes, Because they're more PG you know, a lot of the, the big violence often happens off camera. Very tastefully right. done. <laughs> you know
0: yeah
2: it's true you're not wrong no, You're you're not wrong uh, <laughs> and so it makes sense for, for both dramatic effect and for uh and i would be surprised the show also did something like that uh right also the return of the whistling birds
0: yeah that... I, was, I was trying to remember what they were called yes although what he had a limited number last night, i remember right so this might be a I, mean, I hope that continues with the, uh, would I guess I would call it like realistic resource management.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also realize we did hear the armor at the beginning. And I guess mm-hmm. you guys were saying that that the dialogue was different, which I kind of thought it was from the first season. So maybe the armor is back because realize if he does need to replenish his supplies, he's got to go somewhere.
0: Yeah. That would not. I think it'll be me. very interesting to see how Kara Dune, the armorer uh, Moth Gideon, fit into the story. If it's closer to season one, where they are kind of in individual arcs, I guess I would say, or if it'll be closer, if they, they do something different, and maybe they last a little bit longer, mm-hmm. right. or maybe they go the other direction and they barely show up at all. That would also, I think, be a, a fascinating twist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Honestly, it would, especially because it really is a story about the Mandalorian and and the child and uh, grief and Kara. They're, they're there to help. And they're but I don't know if they're going to be like by his side throughout the entire series this time.
0: So I don't know. We'll, yeah. We'll I suspect not.
1: Yeah. Anyth- yeah. They'll probably dip in when they need to be. And then they'll dip out when they, when the story doesn't need them.
2: Yeah. The really, the, um, I was gonna say the only major new character. I mean, there's a lot of new characters in there. They may have more significance, but the the trailer really focused on one mysterious character in particular, uh, and that was that shot of this this woman in a in a in a hooded cloak, uh, kind of staring mm. at the camera through the crowd. Mm. Thoughts on what that might be?
1: I just. I I, it's going to be it's going to be who she is is all I'm going to play it because there's speculation. I'm not going to get in the middle of it. That character is important for something in the in in, in the plot. And we just have to watch it to find out what it is. Yeah, it's about where I land as well. Yeah, uh,
0: she was created much the way like Cara Dune was in the first season or first couple couple trailers where this will be a named character that matters whether it's an arc or the entire season yet. I it's, I think it's too early to tell. Um, but very clearly going to fit into the core story of the season. It's Mm -hmm. just a question of how much, how many episodes deal with the core
1: story. Yep. Absolutely. And how big of a arc is she going to be in plain and simple?
2: I do hope that more of the, more of the season is the the main story this time although like i don't know the fact that now that he has the child with him and they have a set mission it's very possible that they will uh they'll be able to tell have a little more flexibility in the story because he's just looking for the next clue the next clue the next clue and as long as as long as each story can be, um, can kind of give them the next clue they need, it can be a very different type of story. Whereas last time, there really was like the whole plot with,
0: uh, you know, the the client and then
2: the manual kind of goes on the. you like a
0: little because even in the first season, we had episodes that revolved around like, hey, the ship needs fuel or the ship needed repairs, and right. those yeah forced him to kind of detour. Uh, To, like, the repair station, which kicked off its own episode plot and things like that. Right. Uh, So even if they are focused on the main story, I wouldn't be surprised to see things like that, where the ship gets damaged. Or he he needs to return to resupply his whistling birds because he used them all up in a fight ring,
1: you know? Well, the opening trailer had the Razor Crest pretty well beaten up. And it was coming over that planet, which... It took me a second because I swear when it came over that moon or planet, the Razor Crest all beaten up, I swear that was the planet Earth. But then I'd be like, nah, not in the Star Wars universe because it did have that kind of blue green, you know, feel that you've normally seen from outer space when somebody shoots a shot of Earth. But this is Star Wars. It, they wouldn't be here.
0: <laughs> Unlikely, I think I would say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Star Trek, on the other hand, wrong podcast. Anyway. Yeah, like all in
0: all like this is exactly what I wanted out of the trailer for the Mandalorian like don't give me don't give away too much just give me enough to keep me interested and I was already interested so mission accomplished they could have released a trailer that was just the Mandalorian coming October whatever the date is and I would have been happy
2: so (laughs) that with the music I agree with you yeah actually we didn't talk about the music but the music was was really great too but Steven I guess one might say that this is the way (laughs) to do the trailer (laughs)
1: Uh, I guess if I had one critique, and I love uh, this is the way. I I'll love this is the way. Give Actually, it to you, but I'm,
0: under duress,
1: even Peel saw that one coming. <laughs>
2: like, don't get me wrong. I love the phrase "This is the way." I'm even wearing a shirt literally right now that says "This is the way." But I do feel like it was just a. It was said twice in the trailer. It was just a hair
0: overused, just a hair. Uh, I love it. Though. They now get to strike the balance of we have a show that it was. Uh, I'm trying to how to even phrase this. Like, had a cultural impact. Yeah. Like this is the way, or I yes. have spoken. Like, you gotta, you gotta be careful with that. Slow so right. roll it a little bit. Yeah. Wait, wait, as soon as you to... think you're cool, you're not cool.
1: Tom, you're familiar with that, right? Thank you. Because I was going oh, to say. Sorry. No, no, no. I get it. So no, no. You know what? It, it doesn't hurt. It's gonna roll right off my back because you know what? It's it's just the way it is. Um. But I know I agree because that the thing is they do have a great hit on their hand. Now I'm sitting here going, okay, it's Mando Mondays until the end of the year. So now you're looking at it as, I know this is a great show. I know it's going to be probably well-received because it's Dave Filoni and it's Jon Favreau. But is it going to get to the point to where that now every Monday for I don't know how long, it's going to be Mando Mondays. Are you going to start kind of taking a little bit out of the Mandalorian by doing this? Yeah, I don't think so. It, 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 I, I guess for me, it's how they yeah. handle it. Yeah. So you know, far, it, they've
2: it, handled it, it, it very tastefully. Yeah. 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 I'd agree. Yeah. yeah.
1: I just hope there's not something out there that I. Oh, did you guys see from the Hasbro Pulse that big old Ooh. razor crest? I know we were. The, yeah. Um, I already have a Falcon. I don't think I can put the razor crest right next to it. Uh, there's plenty of room, Tom. <laughs> You've seen my office. There's no room. I have,
0: and I... Tom, I'm just saying, do you need, really need a chair, or do you need the razor crust? I'm just... I'm encouraging you to make smart choices.
1: I, I appreciate that, and uh, I think when I go into there tomorrow, I'm going to take a look and go, yeah, my desk is a sit-stand. I don't need the chair anymore, and I could probably get rid of the chair. See? Now, yeah. Problem solver. Yeah. Now, if they would let me hang stuff from my room, then it'd be a non-story, but am I sailing not roof?
2: <laughs> yes, but you know, I, 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 we are just one month away, one month away uh, as we record this, and I, I'm so excited to see what happens. It's gonna be great. It's
1: gonna be oh, so great. So looking forward to this.
2: So. We will, uh, we still have, uh, actually, we still want to review uh, Thrawn, uh, the new Thrawn book, uh, Chaos so Rising. Good. So good. We'll be reviewing that at some point soon. And then, of course. Once the... Steven finishes it. <laughs> 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 I, I, did, I didn't say it. And. Uh, yeah, I... It's it's great. Steven's just
0: taking his I've time and really enjoying it, and I've just been
1: slow my fault you've I been know. No, no
2: you've been enjoying the book steven there you go
1: i was gonna exactly. i'm gonna make it you're 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 enjoying every page because Savoring it is so it. it is so dense with the words of thron it is just so well Look, done
0: i just it really is art and art deserves to be studied and uh you know i think thron would understand that's indeed. all i'm saying to it
2: indeed uh and then uh, and then yeah starting uh October 30th. Well, we'll probably be a couple days after that to give you everyone time to digest, but we will, um, uh, we will start dropping our, our reviews every week, uh, for the duration of season two. So, uh, I cannot, cannot wait. It's going to be great. Lots to talk about.
1: So looking forward to this.
2: And and until then, thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll be back in a couple weeks with our, next episode. May the Force be with you.
1: Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncannoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.